what's up guys? We're two high school students that like art. So here we are making a podcast. I'm Julian. This is Mac. Hey, what's up? And to be honest, if you're if you're hearing this, you probably already know us. So <laughs> it's just all of our friends listening to it. Hi mom. <laughs> what's up? Exactly. And there's a good reason why it's called Heart Form. The genius in the call with me here. <laughs> well, I was actually, I had wanted to start a production type company for my YouTube videos because I make short films and stuff. And then I made a list of all the things, like all the potential names that I would want to do. And Heart Form was one of them because following your heart to me has always been an art form. But then I eventually decided on a different name. So that kind of left this one in my archive. And then I got to the idea where I was like, I'll do a t-shirt company. And then update, making t-shirts is really expensive. And as a high school senior, I really couldn't afford that. So the name just kind of stuck with me. And I wanted to use it so bad because I felt like it was really good. And then I met Julian this year and we became friends. And here we are with a podcast. Isn't that crazy? We didn't meet this year, but... We didn't connect till this year, yeah. <laughs> and you'll... And we'll soon learn that Mac has a lot of things that she tries to put on herself at once. A lot of pressure on myself, for sure. For me, it's music is my shtick. She's all about photography, movies, all that. For me, I'm in a band. Follow us on Instagram. Drop the name. Go, go, go. <laughs> Espionage underscore official. Heck yeah. I think that's it. Is that it? I don't know. That's a you question, man. But if you go on their um, on their page, you'll see like a movie I made for them if you're into that. Yeah, she does all the photos and videos for us, and it's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. She's uh, she's she's pretty good at what she does, I think. <laughs> I shut up. <laughs> no, but we didn't even really connect until I like started doing that. Like we were kind of like friends. I feel like we were like best friends until we went out that day to like take pictures for your Instagram for the band. Can I tell a story? Are you gonna be mad about me? At me for this? Oh no, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so we were walking down the street like looking for like. <laughs> <laughs> For like a photo location because we're kind of just winging it. Like we wanted it to be candid and stuff. And there was this just random like to-go drink on the sidewalk. And one of his bandmates was like, Julian, I bet you won't pick that up and drink from it. And he was like, uh. And then he was like, yeah, no, I'm not about to chicken out on that. So Julian actually picks (laughs) his drink up off of the street and takes a massive swing of it. And what, what drink was it? Go ahead. You. It was Sprite. It's kind of flat, but it was Sprite still, and Sprite is Sprite. Um, yeah, I spit it out and instantly was paranoid that I was going to have hepatitis or something. Um, because that drink had probably been sitting there for a good while. I'm, what I'm really happy about is I didn't slurp up a bug. So that's, <laughs> that's what I thought was going to happen. But in that moment, I feel like that's when I knew I wanted to be your friend like so bad. <laughs> I would never do that, but I kind of – I respect I mean, yeah, that's that's all it was. Like, we texted here and there, but then, like, yeah, we went out that day for pictures, and, like, it clicked after that. Yeah, that was really fun. But, yeah, after that day, really, like, we just hit it off, and, like, that was so fun, and it was kind of hard to forget an instance like that, so <laughs> it just stuck with me. <laughs> yeah, it, I'm glad we clicked because now we're here making a podcast. The, the funny story behind it starting was Mac was like, dude, I've always wanted to start a podcast. I was like, all right, well, let's do it. And she's like, wait, seriously? I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then we put it off for a few weeks as most artistic people put off everything. And uh, but We here- didn't put it off. We were strategically planning. And then we got down to it and we we're like, we're just going to wing it, whatever. <laughs> and so we're here winging it. And this is going to be rusty. It's our first episode, but we're going to get through it. All right. That's what matters in the world. True, world. true. Um, 
if you want to talk about college, like where do you want to go to college? <laughs> That's a horrible question for you. Never mind. Where do you- Okay, so this is a rough subject, but I will talk about it because I feel yeah. like that's healthy to talk about things. You should always talk about things. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not on a podcast for your first go around, but you know, freak what you feel. So with college, ever since I was like 10 years old or whatever, I had this fascination with moving to Boston because I wanted to be a journalist. And like, that is the place to go study journalism. Like Boston University is a great school for journalism. Emerson, awesome school. And I actually applied to both. I am still waiting to hear back from Boston U, but I got into Emerson and was like set on it. I went and bought a freaking crew neck the day I got in, like I was ready. (laughs) And then it's really, really, really expensive. And I'm really, really, really broke. (laughs) So it's just complications with figuring out like, am I going to go there? Am I going to live in state and go to college here? I don't know. It's very uncertain what the future is going to hold. She's not going to college in state. (laughs) I know that. I really, really, really don't want to. (laughs) Yeah. That would not fit you at all. But originally (laughs) you wanted to go to SCAD and we see how that worked out. Yeah. um, And for those of you that don't know what SCAD is, it's like an art school. It's called the Savannah College of Art and Design, and it's in Georgia. And I wanted to go there to study film. And then I had to accept the fact that like, it's not really that I wanted to go to school there. It's more that I wanted to live there. So I had to like accept the truth and like find a new path elsewhere. And like, even though this path is still uncertain, you know. It it was also a thousand dollars just to, you know, say I'm going to the college. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like they were in it for the money, which yeah. I don't have. <laughs> well, I mean, public high school student in Tennessee, of course, we're not going to have any yeah, money. <laughs> yeah, working a freaking part-time job. It just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, that's where we're at here. You know, my $26 mm-hmm. till next Thursday. Yeah, he, he actually has $26 in his bank account. <laughs> hey, <laughs> if that is not our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's working, okay? I have... I got some McDonald's. I've got like 20 bucks left. We're hanging in there. I actually mm-hmm. got $10 back today from getting the tag on my car because it was not $100. It was 80 And it was $9. Or wait, wait. If, I was say that's 20 Hold on. I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm not good at math. Go ahead. <laughs> it's 81 And then it was $9 for emissions. So add those up. I don't want to. But just go ahead. That's 90, Mac. I, wow. Okay, words are my thing. Numbers can go. No. <laughs> yeah, art, um, art is pretty big for us, even though we're broke. I mean, that's the thing. Starving artists. That's that's our life. I mean, that phrase is coined because it's actually true. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's true. It's, you, you have all these ideas, but we don't have money to pursue them. Kind of like, you know, we've had these crazy movie ideas between the two of us, but we haven't been able to do anything about them. I don't want to say that you need money to pursue art. And I think people get a lot of ideas in their head. So like for film specifically, everyone's like, I have to have the best camera or the best mic. And I think that's total trash. Like you could film with your iPhone. Like don't let what you have or do not have stop you from pursuing your passion. And I think you could back that up with music, right? Technically, yes. You could get a really cheap, some cheap recording equipment and you could record it, record your music, but you still have to spend the money. I mean, we've sunk quite a bit of money into it now and now we're going to invest in some new monitor speakers. But I would say the same for music. Yes, you don't have to worry about money, but at the same time, 
no, you do have to worry a lot about money. It costs a lot. And then you have to make sure your your gear is proper for, you know, gigging yeah. and whatnot, which being small, like gig musicians, like everyone starts out, you really don't need anything that crazy, but it's more about the recording aspect of it. I mean, the drum mics were like $700 alone. And, and then the audio interface was like 300 and that's, it, it's a big starting fee, but if you're passionate about something, the starting fee isn't much to you. Looking on it, I spend a lot of unnecessary money, so it's kind of a humbling. Oh thing. yeah, me too. Um, Food. <laughs> I, yeah, honestly, that's where ninety nine percent of my money goes, because I realize like, what do I really need to buy in between now and Thursday? Gas. That's it. Like just leaving the house, I was gonna go when I was going to the studio Wednesday. I was going to stop and get some something to drink, but I was like, why don't I just get some water before I leave the house? And so then I realized, like, yeah, I spend a lot of unnecessary money, and I got to work on that, but that's everyone our age, really. Yeah, it's me. It's probably why I can't afford college, actually. <laughs> All this <laughs> it's because of food. And stuff. Yeah, and food. Yeah. Well, also, you just bought that drone. So, but I, I mean, I think, the dr- I think the drone is worth it. Yeah. We named it Mando after the Mandalorian because I'm obsessed. That is one of the greatest shows oh to ever happen, gosh. I swear. She loves her Star Wars. Oh, my I goodness. <laughs> and I think you should get, like, a GoPro or something, something of the sort. Yeah. I love how I was literally just talking about, like, how you don't need <laughs> – it helps, though. I'm not going to lie. It's great <laughs> to have those things, but I think even if you took them all away from me, I would find a way. I'd be out here making, like, flip books or something. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I used to make, like, stop mission with hot, me- hot meals. Hot wheels when I was younger. I did Legos. Um, <laughs> yeah, Legos as well. I, I think every kid that liked Legos and had a, f- a phone with a camera on it. They turned out like us. <laughs> this is yeah. why we are the way we are. <laughs> You, oh my god, maybe it is. No, for me, I know exactly how I discovered music actually is. I got like one of those small like like younger kid guitars when I was like 8 or 9. And it was an electric guitar and I never had an amp, but it had one where you could like plug headphones on the side of it and you it would sound the same. And I can never figure out how to play the damn thing because I didn't realize you had to, you know, push the f- strings all the way down to the fretboard to play. Oh gosh! How- <laughs> Never mind. So I won't make I would, fun of you. Go ahead. <laughs> so I would re- I would notice like it only makes sound when I strummed all the strings at once and didn't put my fingers on there, or if I put my fingers over the three, five, seven, twelve, fifteen, et cetera, et cetera, because harmonics, and then then you know. I just kind of gave up on it. And then I got into football and stuff. Um, or I was I was always into football. Um, ever since I could play like peewee football, I've been playing. And then sixth grade, I got a head injury that put me out of contact sports for life pretty much. And I realized like that wasn't really my crowd anyways. And though I enjoyed football, it just wasn't my crowd. And I went through all of middle school doing nothing playing playing video games that's pretty much what i did and then come freshman year i had a bunch of musician friends and i thought hey that's cool i i should do that so i bought a cheap 150 dollar bass guitar bought an amp and then went to town and 
here I am now. <laughs> I'd say pretty pretty accomplished at what I've done. Oh yeah, for sure. Mac, how how did you get into photography? Did you get into photography or film first? It was photography. And it's it's an interesting story. Oh lord. Right. So my family likes to take these big vacations that everyone is convinced like is convinced initially that it's a wonderful idea and we're gonna have bonding time and everything. But then it just <laughs> yeah. ends up with us yeah, all like sure. trying to get away from each other. So on this particular trip, we had gone to a cabin in Georgia. Like you can rent out cabins, they have like ping pong tables and stuff. And it seemed like a good idea. <laughs> and then when we got to the fighting, we all kind of wanted to like space out, relax, actually do what we came to do. My mom had a Canon Rebel that my dad had gotten her for Christmas one year to just like take family photos and stuff with. And she had brought it on that trip. You snatched and it. And I, well, I didn't snatch it. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I asked her if I could use it because like the place was so beautiful that I found it almost a sin like not to remember it in some way. So I went and I got the camera and I was like walking around outside, you know, taking pictures of some trees and stuff. And I, at the end of that trip, like giving it back was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. And she like saw how much I cared about it. So I started using it more and more. And I had that camera for probably like a year or two. And then when I turned 16, like literally the week I turned 16, I went and I got a job so I could save up for my own camera. And then eventually I got that sum of money and now I have the Canon 80D that I use every day. And what was different about that camera is it had the video setting. So I eventually ventured over to that and that's how I got into cinematography. I, it was a month before I was turning 15. I was like, dad, I, I kind of want to play bass. And he was like, really? Like, why not guitar? Because, I mean, me and my dad both listen to, like, rock and metal music. And he was like, why Why not guitar? Why bass? And I'm like, well, everyone plays guitar. And you always hear about good guitar players. And, yeah, you hear a lot about good bass players as well, but, like, not locally. I was like, why don't I change that? Why don't I be that good bass player at my high school that everyone knows for that? That's still punk rock. <laughs> I'm not. I don't play punk rock music. You hush. <laughs> and I thought... and. He took it seriously. He kind of, or he didn't take it seriously. He kind of joked about it. And I didn't think they would actually do it. Well, come my birthday, um, I got like, I got a few presents here and there. I got, I got some like new shoes, clothes, et cetera. Stuff you get when you get into high school. Um, but I was, I was really bummed out because I wanted that bass. And I said, said it to them several times. I just thought they didn't take it seriously. Or they didn't like support me doing music. And so like it was it was like a week after my birthday. I was I just casually brought it up. It was like, yeah, I want to save up and get a base when I can get a job. And um my dad goes, Oh my god, I totally forgot to get to order that for you. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, wait, what? He's like, Yeah, we were gonna do it, and then I just forgot about it. I'm like, Oh, so can I pick out the one I want? He's like, All right, go ahead, but like do it cheap, which I wanted to get a cheap one anyways because you don't want to start super expensive. You don't know if you're going to commit to it. And so we got a cheap one and I just, I remember my first day I could barely even tune the thing. I was so bad at it and it took me like a week to learn seven nation army. <laughs> but I love how that's, that is the like rite <laughs> of passage for any musician yeah. seven nation army. It's seven nation army. And then, you know, sold that base, got another one. Then, 
the next birthday got another one and didn't get one this on my 18th birthday. Um, but hopefully getting another one soon. I don't know. It's, is it, is it the same for you with lenses? Like it's the same with me for cameras, actually. Yeah, lenses are so expensive. Like there are lenses out there that are more expensive than like my camera body. But I have thirteen cameras. What? <laughs> yeah, the the lucky thirteen. You know. How much? How much money? They're film cameras, though. So I go to like flea markets and antique stores, and it's something people get into, and they just decide that they don't want to do it anymore. So. I take advantage of that. <laughs> that's hey, that's the best place to get like recording equipment too. Because remember when you came to the studio, we had that like hundred fifty dollar condenser mic we got for forty dollars from a pawn shop. Yep. You just go to pawn shops. And people don't even think of that. Like if you want to start something, like mm-hmm. that is absolutely where you should look. Even like online on eBay and stuff. Yeah, people are scared to start cheap, and I don't know why. Like starting cheap is the way to go because if you start expensive yeah you have the monetary like drive like i spent a lot of money on this i guess i have to but you shouldn't feel like you have to you should feel like you want to so start cheap see if you like it and keep doing what you're doing and do it cheap and what i recommend is good good at what you're doing on the cheap product then when you move to that more expensive product you're on a whole nother level and i think that's how you know you're serious about it too is if even with like a bottom tier, you're still trying your best and learning. Yeah. And also like if by that time you invest in something better, you not only have the, what do you call it? The, the financial investment when you upgrade to that more expensive one, but you now have the time and like skill investment as well. And if you're still doing it at that point, there's, there's a, you know, a, drive behind it you're not doing it because you have to buy money you're doing it because you want to you want to sit down and play guitar every day or you want to go out and film that's what exactly what i've said about how you like how do you know if you have a passion that's what people ask me a lot and i've always said if you do it for free then you're passionate about it because some people get this idea in their head they're like i want to be successful i want to do it for a career so i can make money but I don't think that's what it's about. Like for me, anytime someone asks me to go film something or take photos for them, like I always do it for free. And my parents are always like, well, that's kind of stupid. Why would you not take money? And I'm like, because it's what I love doing. Like in the end, I'm always going to be doing it no matter what. And if anything, I thank them for the opportunity to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, what is, what's the hardest part about starting a project for you? Like let's, let's do film project because you have a lot of projects. What's the hardest part about starting a film project for you? Um, I guess it's just like initially once you get an idea, it's so overwhelming and you have no vision yet exactly where you want to go with it. And I get so excited and I'm always just, there's just too much. So you have to sit down and plan. And like, for me, that's so frustrating because I just want to get into it. Yeah. That's what about like the whole, you have these crazy ideas, but you have no budget, like you don't have the budget or the just ability not ability but the i guess it's not available to you to do something like that that's actually happened to me quite a few times so i'll post something about an upcoming project and everyone's like oh what happened to this and i the best example i can think of i was starting a sci-fi short film it was called manic and it was about like this drug that the government developed that was to bring you only happiness. Like it would strip you of of all emotion except happiness. And the theme of it was to prove that like you had to have 
all emotion to juxtapose that to happiness. Like you wouldn't know what it felt like to be happy if not for sadness. And I thought that was such a good idea and I was so ready for it. And then I did the budgeting for it and it was going to be like $1,200. And I was like, and also a disclaimer, she did not even know about the game. We happy few before she came up with this idea. So don't worry about that. Yeah, no. And it was funny because she came to me so excited when she thought about it. And she's like, dude, you should help me out on this movie. We should do this. This was before we were super close. So I was like weird to see her this excited to talk to me about something like that. And (laughs) she was so happy about it. And then like, she was like, yeah, I want to do it over, uh, over break and stuff. And then come break. We're sitting here taking pictures for my band. (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. It kind of made me sad initially, but then, when you leave a project and it's a hard thing to do, like, don't get me wrong, but there's always going to be the future projects. And I'm not saying I've abandoned that idea because I still think it's an awesome film, but there was no way at that point in my life that I was going to be able to make it what I wanted it to be. It didn't seem right. So I wanted it to be the best it can be. So I'm kind of just waiting. It's not that I left it in the rear view completely, like just waiting. (laughs) Starting a music project can be hard too, but I've, so I've got espionage going on. And I love, love those guys. They're my best friends. Like, I'm so excited to make music with them. But I also, like, it's, it's like, not, it's not, not that it's not the type of music I want to do because I love playing, like, bluesy type music. But I want to do something just absolutely brutal and, like, horrifying almost. And something I want to do that's it, never been done before. No, not something that's never been done. More like, I, I love death metal. And so I want to do something kind of like that, but like, I don't know anybody else that wants to do it. That's not, that's not a freak. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, this is true. <laughs> and so I want to do my own solo project, but it's just, it's hard to sit down and just have the inspiration to do that because I'll sit here and I'll write a really cool riff on my guitar for my bass. And I'll be like, man, that is awesome. And then I'll go listen to like a death metal song from like one of my favorite bands, like Death or Gojira or something, and I'll hear it and I'll be like, oh, that's where I came up with that riff from. It's already been done, of course. And so it's just it's hard to do solo stuff like that because you don't have another inspiration in the room with you. Mm-hmm. Um because when we wrote our first song, like it happened in like two and a half hours and it came out really cool. And but that was just like a fusion of all of us going in on it. Doing it solo is hard. Like coming up with stuff solo is hard because there's no. Yeah, and I feel like that's why film, especially, is so discouraging. Because if you don't have actors, like if I could play every single person in a short film, like I would, but it's not really my thing. And that's kind of what went down with Manic. Is I was I was gonna have to like pay people, and I just I couldn't do that. I would have done it for free. Yeah, true. <laughs> You're a real <laughs> one though. Not most most people uh, can't speak for them. <laughs> yeah, um, some people are assholes to say the least you know they're only in it for the money but exactly yeah it's you got to find people who want to get their name out there more than anything because that's that's what it is starting out small like if you're one of those people who go because you see it a lot with musicians and studio engineers it's like well we can't pay you but we can get your name out there it's like you can't get our name out there you're recording your first album nobody even knows who you are but if you're both small people, like say you're a first-time studio engineer or a first-time band, I think you both need to work together or, you know, just actors in high school and a filmmaker in high school, you need to work together. You can't expect money out of everything. Yeah. It's artists supporting it's, artists. Like that's what this exactly. is. Like in a nutshell. 
yeah, it's Mac wanted to do a podcast, and I thought it was a cool idea, and so here we are making a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here we are, and we know nothing about doing this. We just listen to them a lot. We're literally just talking right now. Like, I hope you guys know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some like some of your favorite podcasts you listen to? Um, okay, you're gonna judge me just a tag because I did not seem like the kind of person. <laughs> I know you but, like that murder one, don't you? Okay, it's called oh, oh, it's called My Favorite Murder. They're geniuses. They literally tell, like, they could be actual cases from, Mm -hmm. and they go into depth, like a really long episode, and it's super serious. Or they have these comedic relief ones in between called hometowns, where people send in, like, their stories. And they're so funny. And I just, I can listen to them for hours. I love it. For me, I listen to a lot of Painkiller already, which is a bunch of people who used to be, like, Call of Duty YouTubers. And if you know who FPS Russia is, he was like one of the biggest YouTubers on this website at one point. And pretty much his whole channel was him shooting guns until he got seized by the police. And now he just, now he does his podcast. Um, Wait, he actually got seized by the police? Yeah. So he didn't get all his guns taken. He still has all his guns, but they'd been wanting a reason to arrest him for a while. So they pulled him over one day when he had half an ounce of marijuana on him and he served two months in jail for it. I mean, hey, they got a lot of podcast content on it. Maybe one of us should go to jail. But <laughs> it'd probably be me. Like, I know that's hard to believe. Julian's talking about his rock band and stuff, and I'm sitting here all innocent. Like, no, I would be the one to go to jail. <laughs> yeah, but I listen to them a lot. Um, honestly, I listen to a lot of D and D podcasts. Like, okay, don't judge. Really? But D and D. I'm not judging. I'm just intrigued. D and D. So my good friend, one of my best friends who lives in Minnesota, we've been playing video games together for, Minnesota. <laughs> seven, for five years, since seventh grade, every single day almost. And he recently started getting into D&D and he's learning how to dungeon master. And I always thought it was nerdy, but like looking at it, just chilling back some of your best friends doing D&D session looks so much fun. And so I started listening to D&D podcasts to get the hang of it so that when he does come down, we could do a game. And we're also going to do this like online version of it. And so I listen to a lot of those. Those are dope. But my favorite is from my favorite YouTuber, General Sam, Forehead Fables, which he started as a joke. And now like all, all of his fans are just in love with his podcast. Me, especially like I listen to him. I'll listen to him on repeat sometimes, actually. You're actually fangirling right now. (laughs) I am. It's amazing. I love him. But yeah, I I listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of music too. What are your like big inspirations, like film wise? Um, well, most people expect me to say like Tarantino or like one of the big Hollywood directors, but I know you say a lot. You like the style of Tarantino, but you don't like Tarantino movies. I like his technique more than anything, but I feel like there's this false expectation that like the media has created, like oh Tarantino did it well. It's just do it like Tarantino does it. And I don't think that's true. I think you should find your own style, your own technique, but draw inspiration from others. And I just feel like that misconception is kind of like tainted it for me. I'm not saying I don't like his movies because they're golden. I love them. <laughs> but like for me, I've always picked like the underdogs kind of like the YouTubers. Like I'm exactly. obsessed with Casey Neistat and like Peter McKinnon. Like I adore them. I am. Um, yeah, I can definitely see the Casey Neistat. She. You like to have that whole adventurous vibe in your videos you've done. Yeah. I want to be Casey Neistat. <laughs> you want to live his life. Yeah. Or come close to it. I know my biggest inspirations, like 
my bit number one is tool tool taught me like okay tool is one but guar especially you probably have never heard of guar this is me talking about rooting for the underdogs they've been a band since the 80s and like they're really popular among metal fans but (laughs) they dress in um big costumes and act as if they're from another planet in the milky way and they've always had the f you we'll do it ourselves we don't care what you think attitude and that is like the biggest inspiration to me like i don't care what other people think if you tell me what i'm doing is stupid or i'm not gonna or i'm not going anywhere with it or it's a waste of my time then that makes me want to do it more yeah and i think that's what art's all about too like you have to be different to make a difference you know yeah it's it's more like I was influenced more by the attitude than the music. Yeah. But um, if we're talking about music influ- influence, yeah, definitely Tool. That's that's also what made me want to play bass is because their bassist is a badass. And he he's one of the people that just carries the band, in my opinion. And also, like, their singing style really got me into singing. Like, I was just, I was just in the car singing Tool, and I was like, wow, I can, I can sing. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Also, Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> Arctic Monkeys. Oh, my gosh. I feel like that was my eighth grade emo face, but that made me who I am, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everyone everyone thinks they came to who they really are in eighth grade, but what I've noticed being in our senior year is I think everyone's really found themselves here in senior year. Yeah, it's like despite all the stereotypes existent in our class, I feel like we're all friends. Like it's been so chill. It really has, like, especially thinking back, I've known most of the people in the class of 2020 since second grade. I haven't. I switched schools a lot. Yeah. Just because I would never hang out with them in outside of school, I I can still talk to everyone. And it was pretty nice. Exactly. But there's no hard feelings. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of people that dislike other people. Well, I know a few people you dislike. <laughs> oh hush up i don't dislike anyone but there's some people like i find drama at this stage of my life like so unnecessary and well, that does honestly, irritate me i won't yeah I you're you're making it worse on yourself if you're trying to find drama in high school it's exactly high school's just, just stressful if anything high school was like that milestone where you figure things out so why have all these other like confounding factors that are gonna make it worse like just do you that's all you have to worry about and if anyone has a problem with that like don't be their friend. I can't say what I would tell them to do because I'm trying to keep it PG. Um, yeah, I told him, I was like, no swearing. And he was like, Mac, you're one to talk. <laughs> yeah, well, I already said one thing, but That's whatever. That's like a tier one <laughs> swear word. <laughs> we have tears now. We're, we're avoiding the F word. Yeah. Hey, PG-13, you're allowed one F word. You know that, right? I have a feeling this is just the first episode. We're like, PG podcast. And then as soon as we get into this, it's going to be like... <laughs> it's going to sound like our Discord calls. That's what it's going to sound like. Yeah. When we're in the car we together. the name. Yeah. Um, but for anyone younger listening, you think you're really, really set on what you want to do. You, you're not. One night we were texting and you were like, I want to do journalism. But I was like, no, you don't, Mac. You want to do film, but you're scared of the risk of <laughs> doing Trying to film. feed a family here. <laughs> yeah. And I know what you want to do. You want to do film, but it's scary, isn't it? It's scary going into it art. Is, yeah. And that's where I'm at. It's like, yeah, I, 
and I know you said these are two polar opposites, but like the idea of going into electrical engineering is cool to me. Like it's science, physics is my favorite thing. I always love science and math and like engineer electrical engineering is going to be cool going to study at a college. But if I get the opportunity to do music for a living, I'm, I'm taking that 10 times out of 10, even if I'm not, you know, rich, if I can just live off of it, I'm happy. Exactly. And that's where I'm at too. That's good enough for me. And I'm willing to drop college to do it. If, if I get that opportunity, I will drop college for it for sure. Because it means more to me. Mm-hmm. And like with film school and stuff, do you know how many freaking filmmakers like did not even go to film school? Exactly. And like that just makes me think. I'm like, I don't even really <laughs> because want to. Like, that's not where I just want to jump into it. Like That's why I think you should go for journalism and do film. Yeah. Like I'm never gonna stop regardless. Like I know that much. Like exactly. And it feels so faded. The the problem with that's my problem with music school too. Music school is different because it teaches you more music theory, but with film school, it tries to put a. <laughs> I do too. That's why. Well, I can't say none of, us, <laughs> none of us know music theory because one of the guitarists in my bands, he he's a jazz guitarist, so he knows all about music theory. And same with our drummer. But um, I don't. Me and the other guitarists don't know a lick about it because I just never cared to learn. Self taught. But I think with. Um, film school it tries to put a formula to film it does and it's art like there is no right way to do it there is Just no formula it. i mean there's there's so many just ways yeah ways to do it just do it your own way find your own way don't like get inspiration from someone else but don't be like oh that's cool i'm gonna do that no yeah that's and it's cool. like back to what i was saying with the tarantino thing yeah exactly like, that's cool how can I implement some of that into what I like? Like use it as inspiration, not like a copycat situation. And I hate, have I don't know if you've had this happen with your films, but I hate when people ask me about my band and they're like, oh, what kind of bands are you like? And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to say that because I'm not like, we're not like another band. We, we may play the same genre and subgenre of music, but we're not like another band. We're, we're us, and we do our own thing. I've actually you- never been asked that. Really? Like, whose style do you replicate? Like, I think everyone just accepts the fact that I'm just doing it for funsies. Yeah. <laughs> for funsies. Also, <laughs> you're you're kind of shy. You don't talk to a lot of people about your film stuff. I am very shy. The fact that I'm doing a podcast right now, <laughs> I can't well, even fathom it. Well, we're not even going to talk about the 30 minutes it took to hit the start button, but, you know. Oh, yeah. I recorded the intro four times, and eventually Julian was like, I'm just going to do it. I suggest <laughs> that you do it. And you were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just that's just you. You're a shy Mac. And that's, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's why. But I do me- come out of my show. <laughs> oh yeah i turned you into a monster on accident i'm, I'm sorry low-key crackhead it's fine <laughs> <laughs> no like she was such a well-behaved kid and then we became friends and she can't I don't shut think up it's that i was i was not a well-behaved kid i think you just perceived me to be <laughs> yeah i perceived you to be but like no in class you were totally like quiet you never acted out of line always did your work <laughs> And, and then, then I sat next to Julian, and now I never shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's, if the teacher's like, all right, guys, so use the rest of this time to do your work, Mac just turns around and we talk the whole class. Yeah. Hey, but it do be like that. 
It does. It makes the school day more enjoyable. It honestly does. Like, I look forward to third period. Can't even lie. Me too. Then, then I fall asleep after third period. But while we're on the topic of school, let's just talk about how much of a joke high school is at this point. Like, why? I need, okay, I need 22 gr- credits to graduate. And I'm going to have 28 when I graduate. Why do I need to take all these classes that don't mean a damn thing to me? They drag your GPA too. Like, yeah, they don't mean anything. Yeah, I'm not a valedictorian because a foreign language class that I took freshman year. That is so irritating. I would have never been a valid. Do you know what my GPA was at the end of freshman year? Go ahead. 2.7, baby. 2.7. Hey, look, I didn't care freshman year. And then I realized, okay, I got to kick my ass into gear. Oh, my goodness. And so I did. And now we had had a whole 3.6. Let's go. Dang. Okay, that's substantial. That is an improvement. I went... All of sophomore year without a single thing below an A, and then junior year, and <laughs> so I got a, I got a few Bs sophomore junior year, and then senior year I, I just don't care. Like my GPA is set in stone at this point. I don't care anymore. As soon as second semester hit, the worst case of senioritis I've ever. <laughs> I didn't even think it was possible. I was like, "That's a myth." Ah, uh, no, it's not. Nope i I literally have about nine hours worth of homework that I'm behind on, but... Podcasting is more important. (laughs) Podcasting, music... Well, it's more like, here's my daily routine. Come home, sit in bed for what I think is going to be 20 minutes, but fall asleep for three hours, (laughs) wake up drooling on myself, and like, okay. Thanks for that image. I need to find... You're welcome. I wake up and I'm like, I need to do something. And then just lay back down and watch YouTube. Then get up and eat dinner like an hour late. I don't know. It's I'm senioritis is hitting hard for sure. And like I make myself feel so guilty because I do the same thing. Like I'll take a nap in the afternoon every day. You get stuck in a loop too because you take a nap, then you can't sleep at night. I just drink coffee like an idiot on top of taking a nap. Exactly. Me too. Okay, I drink so much coffee. There's no way you're oh, yeah. me. My meal intake is yeah, coffee. Yeah, she also, Coca-Cola, drinks at least three a day. At oh least three a day. I will advocate for Coca-Cola to sponsor me. It's too Please. bad that Pepsi's better, but... <laughs> Excuse me? No, um... Look, I'm... Okay, so that's all for today, folks. We're going to end this podcast right here because Julian thinks Pepsi is better than Coke. That will be the final episode, so wish me luck. Yeah, we're never doing this again. Look, I'm, you think I'm joking just to mess with you? I genuinely think Pepsi is better. Okay, now I'm serious. I'm not even messing with you anymore. I like Coke. We know this from me accidentally sipping your Coke. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> you don't even share your Coke. Like, I'm, no. I'll be dying of thirst. I'm like, Matt, can I have some Coke? And you're like, nope. Because <laughs> that's less for me. <laughs> it's one sip. <laughs> um, one sip that I could have had. I'm not usually so, but when it comes to carbonated beverages, do not mess with me. <laughs> what is what is like one soda you'll you'll stay away from forever? I don't really like. Does root beer count as a soda? Yes, duh. I don't. Sorry, <laughs> dumb question. I don't like root beer. Don't shame me. I can't help. It's my taste buds. They just don't want it. I don't like Mountain Dew a whole lot. Like, I'll drink it, but it's... If there's other options, I'll take it. I like 
Mountain Dew, the original, and then I like Baja Blast like a lot. Oh yeah, Baja, bro. I want to. You want to meet up at Taco Bell right now and get some Baja Blast? I, don't, I think it was limited time, wasn't it? No, it's still good. It's they, they'll always have it at Taco Bell. Well, I did not know that. I'm rethinking my entire life during that little pause we just had. <laughs> I also don't like cherry coke a whole lot. It has that weird aftertaste. Like it's. Ugh. I'm not a big fan of that either. Cinnamon coke. Do you know that? Yeah, I, I had the cinnamon coke. Remember when <laughs> when you drink the coke with the cinnamon gum and you about vomited in class? Do not drink Coca Cola <laughs> while chewing cinnamon gum. It is the worst experience. It feels like <laughs> World War Three in your freaking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> You seriously gagged on that. That was that was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, cinnamon cinnamon cokes all right. It's it's like you can take short sips of it and it's good, but if you take one big swig of it, oh god, it tastes like hell. Does it have real cinnamon in it? I'm not sure. I'm allergic to cinnamon, so and nuts. this needs to be known because there's going to be a lot of cinnamon jokes. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Well, I think um, I think we're winding down here. Okay, since you did the intro, I want to do the outro. Because I don't think you ever actually said the name of the podcast, did you? No, I didn't. I was very casual about it. Wow, Julian, right. real screw up. Okay, we got to do it right this time. Fucking hit you. Okay. Oh, well, there's our first F word of the episode. <laughs> well, that's not in the you know episode. What? You know what? Fuck it. I can't do the same word. <laughs> We're going to swear. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning into Heart Form. We're following your heart as a new art form because Julian didn't know how to say that correctly during the first take of this. So yeah, that's all. If you like this podcast, can you you can't subscribe on Spotify. So I guess just yeah, like follow. follow. Yeah. Yeah. Follow our podcast for let's not say weekly updates because we're disorganized but we will continue this yeah peace out